Hello, and welcome to Let's Get Sexy, the podcast where I read an erotic story to you, and you listen to it, and hopefully enjoy it. Right now we're reading a story by an author who I found on Literotica. Uh, Their name is Fit and Trim, and the story they've written is called Lesbian Slave Island. Uh, Last time we had half a chapter, which is unusual. Usually we'd have a full chapter, but this chapter, chapter eight, is so dang long that I've had to split it into two episodes of the podcast. So you're listening now to the second part of chapter eight. I'll just do a brief recap. I won't do all the usual preamble since you already had that in the previous episode, but obviously this is a a slightly different episode because in this instance I do know what's going to happen. I have read ahead because I recorded the whole of chapter 8 as one session and then saw, goodness me, this is over an hour long of just the story itself, even without the waffling either sides. So I thought, well, it's going to have to be split up, but I recorded it all in one go. So I do know what's going to happen. And boy, let me tell you, you're in for a very detailed episode full of lots of excitement for Lisa, Helen and Sasa. So they have arrived finally at the island. Essentially, the way things go is that until Lisa gets her clothes off, she is not bound by the the slave contract. But it's when she takes her clothes off that she is fully into it. We are already at the point where she's taken those clothes off, thrown them into the bushes, and she's sitting down having breakfast with the two sisters, and things are being discussed, more laying of the foundations, reminding us what exactly Lisa's signed up for now that we're actually on the island. So I think that's probably all I need to say, that we're mid-breakfast, and I think Helen has just given a little bit of a justification um, in a slightly weird way. She's justifying the relationship that the three of them have as if there's somebody else observing, kind of explaining it, although there is just the three of them there, and they all very much understand what's going on. But she calls attention to the fact that an outside observer might well say this is a bit weird and you're causing quite a lot of discomfort and pain there but to them to those three it is erotic so she's just explained that and i think if i remember rightly sasa and lisa are in agreement with that concept anyway without further ado here's the second part of chapter eight of lesbian slave island I really hope you enjoy this second part. And of course, we're going to go through the comments at the end. Sasa and I nodded. Helen continued. I know that when you are treated as a truly owned sex slave, serving us as our lust object, forced to demonstrate your submissive status, your property status, your owned status, when you are humiliated and exposed, you love it. You might be whimpering and crying, or even actually wishing the pain and utter humiliation to end, but overall, you love it totally. You crave it. Am I correct? She asked. I felt heat in my cheeks. Yes, I do, my owner. You are correct. That was not loud and clear enough, 
Tell us more, and look us in the eyes as you say it, she demanded. Helen's expression was a fascinating combination of caring and strictness. I suddenly felt I must obey, and throw myself into this, though sitting in the chair I snapped up to a perfect posture, shoulders back, chest brazenly out. I looked each in the eyes. I do love it. I do crave it. Make me yours. Keep me utterly aroused, and use me as your sexual muse. My job is to keep you aroused and pleasured. Force me to do that. Treat me as the total sex-slave property I dream to be. I am truly your property now, with no escape. I paused, pleased with the facial reactions of my owners, whose eyes seemed to be filling with desire and passion. Keep me naked, shaved, enslaved, owned, disciplined, aroused, humiliated, loved, lusted after. Wow, smiled Sasa. That was hot. I love it when you talk like that. My voice suddenly huskier from arousal and self-confidence, so blushingly aware of my boldly upthrust new chest, I looked at Sasa. Thank you, mistress. Helen smiled. Sasa grinned. There is something about you calling me mistress that is just so hot. Yes, my owner, I almost smiled as I said that, but my heart was thumping. Sasa laughed. Yes, my owner is even hotter. Sasa leaned over to caress my hanging hair. Oh yes, so hot. You make me so hot, slave girl. Owning such a luscious, pretty slave girl is the best. I love this. Sasa's fingers stopped at my lips, so I kissed them. She held her fingers still, so I began to lick and suck them. Helen smiled and said, I'll be right back. Sasa and I looked into one another's eyes as I slavishly licked and sucked and kissed her fingers and hand. I felt so humiliated and aroused as we kept staring at one another. As she said, I own you, her eyebrows rose to communicate that she meant it very seriously. I found myself nodding. Yes, you own me. I am your property, mistress. She nodded, still serious. Her eyes seemed glazed as she pushed four fingers into my mouth. I sucked, gagged a little, but Sasa began to pump her fingers in and out. We were leaning toward one another, passionately engaged in this humiliating activity, when Helen returned with a box of sex-slave equipment. Sasa pulled her fingers out and began smearing my face with my own saliva. Helen said, I want us to stay at the table like this and continue our conversation facing one another at eye level, but the slave needs something to show she is property, and I have just the thing, or should I say, things. I would have liked to start this with a humiliating face harness, but it has a ball gag, and I want our slave to speak, so here are the collar and nose ring. Sasa's eyes fluttered as she was obviously aroused, viewing me as I raised my chin, thrusting my breasts out more to obediently accept the collar. Helen locked the collar and put the key in her shorts pocket. The click-on nose ring came next. I blushed again, feeling the nose ring. Helen sat down and asked me how I felt now. I gulped and thought for a moment. My nudity, the collar, and especially the nose ring are in such contrast to you two. You are dressed and own me, and I am exposed and obviously your sex slave. So I feel owned, I feel aroused, embarrassed, self-conscious, vulnerable. You love it, don't you? asked Helen with a knowing smile. I had to smile. Yes, my owner, I do. I am thrilled. I feel so alive. Sasa shook her head in amazement. You are so slutty, but I don't like that word. I think erotic is a better word.
Helen looked at me knowingly again. So, slave, you feel owned, and we're just getting started. Sasser's eyebrows went up again, this time in anticipation and a little surprise at Helen's domineering words. Helen took out the butterfly nipple clamps. I winced as they bit my erect nipples. I made an effort to keep my perky breasts thrust upwards and outwards by arching my back, though my instinct was to slouch and hide. I pulled my shoulders further back, a motion that both my owners noticed. That's a good slave. Display your body to us, your owners, Sasser's voice oozed as she continued. No inhibitions are allowed for our sex slave. I wasn't ordered to, but to signal my compliance, I placed my arms behind my back, arching even more. Helen smiled and looked at her sister. We own an obedient and enthusiastic sex slave. What shall we do next with her? Sasser noted that I could no longer feed myself. Helen smiled and began hand-feeding me fruit. I murmured, Thank you, my owner, and with the courage brought my eyes up to look into hers. Electricity seemed to sizzle between us as I submissively and passionately looked straight into her eyes. She slowly fed me as we continued our conversation. Helen said, There's no reason to rush, no reason to feel stressed. The slave is ours for the summer, or longer. I think today, the first day of true slavery, is good for humiliation without the ceremony until sunset. Erotic humiliation and contrast is just as important as erotic discipline. Our totally owned slave is already making a good start. Naked while we are dressed, arched while we are comfortable, decorated humiliatingly and beautifully. Helen glanced at me with a smile, and a little painfully, while we're enjoying her exposed and humiliating situation. Sasser nodded, smiling. Yes, thank you, sister, for this gift. I am so hot for this slave, she said. Sasser smiled at me, her eyes scanning what was exposed and displayed above the tabletop. Sasser said she liked the stuff on me so far, collar, butterfly nipple clamps, and especially the nose ring. Sasser then got up to look through the box of slave tools and toys. To my surprise, she chose to pick up a long, slender golden chain. She smiled sweetly. She looked so beautiful with her blonde hair and deceptively wholesome good girl face. Helen and I knew better. Sasser was a sex-crazed, naughty pervert. Looking up at her, I felt vulnerable as the only one naked and wearing these humiliating items. I kept my shameless chest-out position, and I realised I was proud that Sasser looked down at my pert breasts with open admiration. My pride vanished when she giggled and ran the thin chain through my nose ring. I became alarmed as she sat back down, held both ends of the chain together, and slowly pulled. Though it was only a clip-on, I did not want it to pop off or slide off, and was eager to be obedient. I allowed my head to be pulled towards Sasa until she stopped. I was therefore over the table, my breasts and the butterfly jewellery touching the fruit on the plate, and I felt so dominated as I had to look up to Sasa. It was a humiliating position. I felt ashamed, actually, until Sasa, after taking some time to observe me and enjoy my humiliation and her dominance, said, How pretty, especially when so obedient. She kissed my forehead in what I took to mean affection, although I thought to myself that if being so subservient made me look pretty to her, I would endeavour to be utterly subservient. Helen suggested it would be good training if Sasa led me around on the nose-ring golden leash. Sasa smiled into her sister's eyes and stood up. She walked over beside me and raised her hand high, and with it the chain. 
I had to stand, and I kept my hands behind my back. I felt their eyes on my nudity, and glanced to see indeed they were scanning my now, standing, exposed body all over. Helen asked Sasser to raise her hand even higher, and ordered me to arch backwards. I straightened my elbows, and held my hands together, pushing my elbows a little closer to simulate an elbow tie or arm sleeve, thrusting my chest further upwards, and arching my back as much as I could. What a good and hot little slave, praised Helen. I loved being praised, as embarrassing as it was to be treated so. Sasser then led me in circles around the deck, ordering me to prance like a trained pony, knees just so high. Helen observed that her idea of just sitting and talking didn't last long with Sasser's strong urges. They giggled, and I smiled. Helen told us to stand still. She must have noticed my submissive yearning, or impulse to so submissively and voluntarily hold my elbows as closely together as I could. I had mixed feelings when she took out the elbow ties. It would be uncomfortable at best, and I had hoped that the bondage would not occur so soon. But I was their property to enjoy. As Helen slowly tightened the elbow tie, this one was like a belt. She had me sit on my seat again, and we all sat silently for a while. I smiled at Sasser's stare. She smiled back. You actually enjoy this, don't you? Sasser asked me. Helen remarked how my blush deepened after I nodded, and whispered, Yes, my owners, it is my dream come true. It is not easy, but I need to live this dream. Helen told me to tell them more of my feelings and thoughts. I didn't hesitate, for I had many. I had wanted us to just talk for a while longer, with me, of course, the only one naked, but without decorations, which would be humiliating and erotic enough. But then the collar and nose ring are making me feel more naked than naked. That's what I want to feel, so totally exposed to you. It makes me melt that you are clothed, and I am more than exposed, and vulnerable. I think you, I turned to Helen, could see that I was putting my elbows closer together, and now the elbow tie is making me helpless and more exposed, and feeling more owned. I admit it makes me moist down there. Helen nodded and beamed at me. Very good, slave. You shared your raw emotions with us without holding back, and I know there is more you are feeling. For now, tell me what you think and feel as I tighten the elbow belt another notch. Oh, mistress, I hadn't thought you two would move so fast. Make me know again how you own me, and so enjoy my erotic humiliation and submission to you. It's wonderful, blissful, even as, ah, it is straining my elbows and shoulders. But I am getting used to it. Oh, I don't know what I want to happen now, except to make sure I please you both. I want, I need you to stay in heat for me. Please tell me what I need to do to keep you hot for me, I asked. Oh, Lisa, I mean, slave, you are always hot to me, smiled Helen, caressing my hair. Sasser quickly added, yes, your face and body make me so hot without doing anything, but to keep me totally hot for you, I want to do these things to you, play with you, obey me, yes, just totally obey me. I smiled at Sasser. Yes, mistress, you own me. I obey you in all things. Your every wish is my command. Sasser beamed. I am already hotter just hearing you say things like that. Oh, this is delicious. Keep talking, slave. I glanced at Helen, who nodded. You really own me. This is real. I am your property. As your own property, I must do as you wish. Anything, no matter how perverted. As your sex slave, my duty is to keep you aroused. I get off on being your sex object, and when you are aroused because of me, 
I can have no inhibitions as your total sex toy. I am in total dependence on you, and my biggest fear is for you to lose interest. Therefore, the more you use me, erotically humiliate and degrade me, and make me feel I am truly your property and sex object, the happier I am. A perfect situation, then. I love to order you around, play with you, and make you beg, said Helen. Sasa was smiling, but I could tell that our conversation was getting her distressingly aroused. Helen added, Yes, that's perfect, Sasa. I want you to spend your enormous sexual energy on our slave and fully enjoy yourself. Do whatever you want, as long as you follow our contract rules, she said. Sasa continued, Your tight body is just right for my tastes. The stars all came into alignment when we met. You and your eager total erotic submission lit a bonfire inside my mind, heart and body. Thank you, Helen. Sasa gave her older sister a hug and a smooch on the cheek. Helen smirked that, as if you didn't already have a good fire going strong. Sasa laughed and sort of skipped happily around my right side. Yes, I've discovered sex, but this is beyond sex. Sasa caressed my hair and face. Yes, something beyond mere sex. Interesting. Let's explore that concept, beyond sex. With her tight, low body fat and visible, awesome, yet delicate musculature, I love how her shoulder and pectoral muscles pop out so beautifully in this elbow-tied position. I will tighten the elbow belt another notch. Oh, yes. Sasa's eyes lit up as Helen tightened my elbows further. I made a sound of discomfort that was half-groan, half-moan. Sasa blurted, I can't resist, and licked and kissed my upper arm and shoulder. My lips went from tight to smiling, so happy they were loving my body which I had worked hard to perfect. She's smiling even though she's so uncomfortable, marvelled Sasa. I started to speak, but looked at Helen for permission. Helen nodded, so I voiced my thought. I smiled because of your attention and enjoyment of my body and bondage. Thank you for that, mistress. No problem, slave, Helen smiled at Sasa. It's okay to make our hot little sex slave happy. In fact, it's good. We want her happy. Helen paused, and there will be times when she will scream or cry. Helen patted my strained naked shoulder. Don't forget that you wanted that too, slave. I nodded. May I speak more? I asked. Helen said yes. This was the beginning of a real slavery open discussion session. Helen then ordered me to speak my thoughts as they came until further notice. I smiled nervously as I said. When I said my shoulder and my body, I wasn't technically correct. This body is now your property. You own me. You own this shoulder. Wow, said Sasa, that is so submissive of you. You're making this so real. I told them that it crossed my mind not to share that concept, because it meant I totally submitted everything I own, even my body. It made me more deeply owned. But Helen had ordered me to share every thought, and though it's actually scary, I wanted this experience to be the total reality of being an owned erotic slave. Well done, slave, nodded Helen, as she stroked my nude shoulder again. Helen said the butterfly nipple jewellery clips were covering my nipples more than she would like at the moment. Helen nodded, and Sasa removed them, one at a time, watching my facial reactions with fascination. I winced as the blood returned. When my nipples were somewhat comfortable again, I couldn't help but smile into Sasa's eyes, because of her obvious arousal at my vulnerable emotions and reactions. Are the elbows as close as they can be? asked Sasa. Helen looked and said they were close, but they could be totally scrunched together with one more tightening. Sasa's eyes lit with anticipation as Sasa worked to tighten again. 
This time I had to twist my torso, and I grimaced with temporary pain as Helen cruelly bound my elbows closer, but not yet fully together. I opened my eyes to see Sasser's face express a combination of lust, admiration and joy. I thought, and hoped, I saw a touch of sympathy too. Helen showed some of that sympathy, stroking my arms and shoulders soothingly. Sasser caressed my upthrust breasts lightly, then toyed with my aroused hard nipples with her fingertips and nails. My elbows were not even touching with that tightening, and I winced and gasped and grimaced in surprise at the pain in my arms, shoulders and upper back. I succeeded in reducing the pain to ache and discomfort by instantly arching my back more, thrusting my chest even more up and out. I thought I found further reduction by twisting to one side, pointing my arms and hands to the left, but that was somehow temporary, so I switched to the right, resulting in some of the writhing that Sasser especially loved. Sasser bit her lip, smiling, eyes sparkling with excitement. Next we will tighten it beyond what we did off the island. Does this excite you as it does us, that you are now truly our property? I nodded eagerly, but she continued, and that now we are going further than we did before you were totally submitted on this island. My nodding slowed. Mistress, I am elated and I am scared, but I am utterly your owned slave property. Sasser reminded me that I had willingly and totally submitted. Helen added, subject to the contract terms. Sasser continued, which were almost unlimited. I nodded. I loved this so much, but yes, I was nervous. I lowered my head. Now I begin to know what it is to be truly owned, as I dreamed, and to be owned by you two is a dream come true. What a wonderful thing to say, beamed Sasser, leaning over to kiss my lips. I loved it that after she kissed me, she looked down at my upthrust perky breasts before she leaned back into her chair. Helen tightened my elbows so that they touched. I winced and moaned in pain and dropped off the chair to writhe on the floor. For a few moments, I was really in pain, but my arms and elbows got used to it. I felt only a continuous ache when I stayed in a certain, very arched position. Helen and Sasser were clearly getting turned on by my writhing. I loved how Sasser's eyes sparkled and bright white teeth showed through her huge grin. Soon Sasser was massaging my arms and Sasser joined her, moaning how sexy my arms were. Helen murmured that she didn't know whether she could stand waiting to whip me until the evening. Hmm, Helen continued, let's not wait that long. She needs that ceremony to know she is total property. However, first, I have a couple of things I want to do. These will humble her more. Sasa smiled wickedly. Sounds hot. Helen and Sasa looked at each other conspiratorially. I was so happy they were enjoying their new toy so much that I smiled. Sasa noticed my smile and pointed it out. Even though she's in tight bondage, she's smiling. She's so into this. Helen's eyes met mine and she smiled back. Yes, she loves it. That only reminds me not to hold back, that we should just totally enjoy her. My eyes grew in alarm, but I also nodded to Helen. I am your property, my owners. Just please don't damage your property. Helen nodded and patted my strained naked shoulder reassuringly. We won't, and that is in the contract. I smiled. Yes, my owner. I didn't mean to be impudent or to hold you back from enjoying me. I only mean, go for it, within the contract. Helen nodded and told me to stand up. She helped me, and then ordered me to sit at the table. They sat too, and I felt so much their displayed slave, standing naked and bound while they sat. I struggled to maintain posture with my arms so tightly behind, 
my chest so thrust out. I saw their eyes enjoying my bound body. It was such a delicious erotic contrast. So utterly naked, bound, and juices dripping from my exposed shaven loins. They so comfortable, fully clothed, and actually owning me. I wondered how Helen would humble me more. To be continued. Okay, there we go. That was the second part of chapter eight. I really hope you enjoyed that. I hope it was worth the wait for you. I thought it was a good chapter. Certainly nice to be on the island at last. Although I have to say of that chapter that there was a disappointing lack of actual sex. I mean, when I started reading this story, I saw the title, I read the first one, recorded it. I thought, this is definitely going to get very explicit. We're going to have a lot of sex acts but to be honest i get the feeling that lisa she just loves the idea of being you know an owned love slave more than she enjoys any explicit sexual act i think the fantasy for her is less about the sex and more about the sort of perceived humiliation at being owned property which is bizarre to me i mean i'd much rather be having lots of orgasms than being collared and whipped and treated like a little horsey Uh, but then you know I'm not a BDSM lesbian so you know that's I'm a different sort of sexual being to Lisa that much is clear but one of those differences I think is that and it strikes me as odd is it seems there's something erotic for Lisa in doing things against her will to some extent. That's kind of what makes it sexy for her. That's what makes it erotic. And I wonder if if she had the opportunity to do some of these things like wear the nipple clamps or the face harness or, you know, prance around like a little horsey. If she was doing those things of her own volition, would they not be gratifying that's the thing. Would I enjoy being forced to do something in the bedroom at all? I don't think I would, to be honest. <laughs> I like the something that is erotic for me about sex is that it's an act which is mutual. You know, you're both participating in it freely and because you want to. And the moment you get the feeling that your partner doesn't necessarily want to do this, well, that's a complete buzz killer. I, I, I can't imagine, even from Sasser and Helen's point of view, I can't imagine the idea of feeling like you're forcing a partner. I can't imagine finding that sexy, let alone to be in Lisa's shoes and to find it sexy to be the one being forced to do things. But there we are. I think that's that's been established that I've obviously very different to Lisa and the other characters in this story and I think each to their own as always it makes me think actually about Sasa there's some elements of her character which come across to me as kind of sociopathic like one second her and Lisa are having this really touching moment where they're looking lovingly into each other's eyes and you get Lisa's internal monologue and she's getting all lovey-dovey about Sasa like oh she's so beautiful and then all of a sudden Sasa perks up with something like oh couldn't you be in a less comfortable position than you are now you don't seem like you're uncomfortable enough (laughs) wouldn't want you to start enjoying yourself now 
And yet, even in these moments, Lisa is still kidding herself that she sees this sympathy somewhere in Sasser's eyes. And I don't think it's there. I think Sasser's a complete sadist. <laughs> She's really getting off on the suffering. But still, I guess we'll find out if that relationship develops along that line or whether it emerges that there is some sort of real love. It seems like that's what Lisa wants. I feel like there's also a lot of detail about that arm belt which is a surprise to me. Is there something sexy about arm pain that I've been missing out on? It sounds horrible, having your shoulders popping out of their sockets, and maybe it's something that's lost on me because it's it's really it's more about the humiliation of having to stick her breasts out, and, you know, I don't have breasts, but surely the physical pain of having your arms painfully behind your back just masks out the embarrassment it's like when you really really need a wee and you've been holding it and holding it and it gets to that point where it just hurts and you can't hold it in anymore at that moment you'll go anywhere the pain of having to hold it in that discomfort just dissolves any sense of embarrassment you might feel you just want that relief don't you I think it also seems a little bit like even Sasa seems to be having a hard time believing that Lisa could possibly be enjoying this. You know, she's always perking up with, wow, you really like this, don't you? That's okay. <laughs> so I think it's it's not just me that feels like all of this is a bit weird to be enjoying. <laughs> I also think it's it's great, isn't it, how just when they're getting into some of the sexy bondage stuff i mean i say sexy bondage stuff because obviously for them it is it's very sexy but then helen can't help but bring up the rules of the contract can she <laughs> just as things start to get a bit spicy helen comes along with this big bucket of icy cold contractual detail <laughs> completely douses everything uh, so I find that a little bit amusing. I also wonder why it is that we keep going back to these butterfly nipple clamps. I do appreciate that they're nipple clamps with a personality. Fit and trim, the author could have just said nipple clamps. They didn't need to add the detail that they are butterfly shapes. But it seems like now they've come up with that idea of, of nipple clamps in the shape of butterflies, they just are in every chapter now. These are these are the nipple clamps. What, are there no other nipple clamps in that massive box of sex slave toys that they keep talking about? I mean, they've got a whole cupboard full of stuff. Surely there's more than one kind of nipple clamp in there. So anyway, we ended the episode on... I, I wouldn't call it a full cliffhanger, but certainly we've been built up to a point where, you know, we're definitely ready for some sexual action to go on and instead of having that big payoff moment we're having to wait until the next time so hopefully we get a little bit of action next time rather than the 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 build-up uh <laughs> i i like that we are leaving it with a description of the juices dripping from the exposed shaven loins <laughs> you don't often hear the word loins, do you? Maybe this is a cultural thing. Maybe in America, people use the word loins a lot more in sexy pillow talk. But it's a surprise to me to hear it used here so often. They're always discussing her shaven loins, aren't they? <laughs> and again, ending on that contrast of her naked 
them clothed which to be honest and i get that's one of lisa's big fantasies as a reader perhaps that's not such a an, an erotic thing to picture anymore like we've we very much had that dynamic throughout the whole thing it's it's lost some of its power that i think it had in the initial chapters that contrast but anyway, curious to see how Helen humbles Lisa. I don't know how she could be any more humble, to be honest. She's extremely compliant with their demands. I don't know that she's really holding anything back. But I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that that's just the limit of my imagination, not a bearing on the actual reality of where things will go in the story. I'm sure that there's plenty more levels of depravity to which we can descend on the lesbian slave island. And now we get to do the comments. I sorely missed them last time. I think we have four comments, so not a huge number. And just looking now, actually, I can see that there's not one here from Mistress Silver or from Dry Hill, which is a bit of a shame. We may never hear from them again. I don't know that, unconfirmed. But they've they've had two chapters now that they've missed. So let's hope that nothing's happened to them and that they're still uh, all well and good and living their best lives. They've, they've gone on to bigger and better things than leaving comments on an erotic literature website. We have, however, got a comment from a new returning commenter from Schlank. Uh, if you remember Schlank a couple of episodes ago left a comment. This time they've chimed in saying, Extraordinary! Lisa's erotic adventures as a lesbian sex slave never fail to stimulate. Something about voluntarily sacrificing her freedom seems so much sexier than the stories where the protagonist is kidnapped and blackmailed and held against their will. And the idea that Lisa's sister might visit the island and see what Lisa has agreed to become? I get wet just thinking about it. I think you're right about that, Schlank. It is not only much sexier to have a consenting protagonist, it's much less scary. Um, and to me, scariness is a detractor from eroticism. You know, I certainly feel like being afraid is not compatible with feeling aroused. So yeah, certainly I'm glad that there's a voluntary aspect to this slave contract that she is and we've had plenty of reassurance throughout which i really this is this is one thing i actually really do appreciate about fit and trim stories is the enormous body of evidence we have that lisa is fully up for this there's no two ways about it she's thought this through she's made the contract she's made the handbook she's talked about it she's agreed to the island she's taken the clothes off knowing full well what that means there's no sense in which this is against lisa's will or that she hasn't consented to this she really enjoys this kind of stuff and this is what she wants so while we might feel sorry for her uh, being whipped and abused it's not really abuse because she is enjoying it and she wanted it and she's asked for it and engineered this whole scenario for her own enjoyment. So we don't have to feel bad about, about Lisa and I think that's a comfort uh, and that's something I really like about Fit and Trim's approach to this story. Uh, I think it's it's a really good mature approach and I think it's good to be talking about consent within a BDSM story. I'm, I'm sure... I'm not in the BDSM world, so I don't know, but I'm sure that consent is a big deal 
in the BDSM world. Like whenever you're doing something that is quite, well, there's a potential for people to get seriously hurt or, you know, have their feelings seriously hurt. I think you've always got to have things like a safe word. You know, you've got to have those assurances that people are really into the things that you're going to do to them or do together. Um, so I think it's probably probably a realistic detail uh, from that world. So thanks for that comment, Schlank. Appreciate it. A uh, couple we've got. Oh, another named comment here. Nine to five. Uh, just a quick one from them. It says more, please. Love to read more as this goes on. Yeah, I hope that that's reflected by the listenership. I hope people feel like this has got better as it's gone on. A um, couple of anonymous comments. Um, one anonymous says, arousing. Very nice. Slave doesn't realize yet the possibilities of being loaned, rented or sold. I don't know whether that's going to be an element of this story. Seems like they've been quite explicit about that being up to Lisa in that moment. You know, even discussing things like visitors to the island. That's always if if Lisa's up for it. So I don't think she's out of control of that. I don't think there's going to be any nasty surprises for Lisa in that regard. But clearly that's something which Anonymous is very excited about. Lots of exclamation marks in their comment. Uh, and a final Anonymous comment, just a quickie here, says, please write more, love the story, can't wait for more. And if you're excited for the next instalment of Lesbian Slave Island, then you've not long to wait, I'm sure. I'll be coming out with the ninth chapter very soon. If you have enjoyed this, if you're enjoying it so far, please go on to literotica.com and show your support to the author, Fit and Trim. It's Fit and Trim with an N, and you can find their stories just by searching for them as an author on the website, uh, literotica.com. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, then please subscribe to it, like the, uh, you know, whatever, there's loads of platforms for podcasts, aren't there? You know, whatever your platform that you listen to your podcasts on has in the way of showing appreciation, you know what to do. I'll leave that up to you. Anyway, I don't think there's anything more for me to say in this post-story waffling arena, so I will leave you with uh, a wish for a fantastic week enjoy it and see you the next time goodbye Yes. <laughs> Sasa shook her head in amazement. You are so slutty. Sasa was a sex-crazed, naughty pervert. <laughs>